Hello and welcome to the Hearthcast.com podcast, where every Tuesday we talk about various aspects of the world of Warcraft as seen by softcore players. Those of us who live our lives somewhere between the weekend warriors and hardcore, nothing else but wow exists type of players. My name is Root, the gnome warlock with more style than hit points, death coil, and fear kite for the win. Hey, and this is Freckleface, little gnome who will sap you and take your lunch money. On the show today, we're going to check in with what's going on in the world of Warcraft, answer some listener email and tell you how to send in your questions, talk a little bit about Hearthcast.com's site, and find out how the game changes once you hit 80. And we're also going to talk about new and upcoming events and programs, and Roots Gold making tips and tactics, and then we'll talk about one of our favorite add-ons. So hey, Freckleface, you know, what's up? What is, what's going on in the game right now with you? Well, right now I'm trying to get rep with Knights of the Ebon Blade so I can purchase the Arcanum of Torment. Because with that, it will give me critical strike rating and stamina in my headpiece. And there's really nothing else comparable in the game that I could buy to enchant my headpiece. So I'm really trying to get my rep up to Revered. What are you doing? Well, I'm still stuck at 79. I'm trying to get that, you know, trying to ding 80, get that out of the way. And uh, finish up those quests and hit 80, and then I guess I'm going to start from there and head on over to uh, uh, do some instancing to start building up some uh, some points and whatnot there, so I can buy some better gear. All right, sounds good. Um, I guess we're going to open it up to some listener questions. We do have a question from Reagan, and the question is, "What's a good profession for a hunter?" And my suggestion on that would actually be engineering because what engineers can make is very good guns they can make bullets and arrows um, and also goblin engineers can make some very good nail pieces um, and there are you know engineering is fun for anyone you know you can do bombs which do AOE stun effects and also the convenience of having you know a built in parachute with your cloak a portable repair bot, portable mailbox. Really, there's lots of fun stuff in engineering, um, and I think it meshes with the hunter very well. Um, you want to take the next question, Root? Yeah, I do, but didn't you just get your little Wally guy or whatever they call him, your little portable mailbox? Molly. Yeah, Molly. Molly. I did. And it's so much fun because it's only an eight-hour cooldown. It plops out a little mailbox wherever you are um, that functions just as well as any other mailbox you can send and receive mail and it helps me because someone had sent me a, um, a new belt they had made and I was out in the middle of Ice Crown no mailbox anywhere and I was able just to plop that thing down and get it so I could use it right away. Now what about other members of your party? Are they allowed to use that as well? Yes. Um, no. Same thing with ScrapBot. Mm-hmm. See that's to me both of those ScrapBot which is the, the repair guy right? Yes, repair guy. Um, and that is ex- extremely helpful in instances after you died a few times and you have some gear that's maybe in yellow or red. I um, mean, plop a thing out, it kind of wanders around for a bit, and you can repair and sell to so give yourself some bag space too. You see, both of those are just incredible because you can repair, you can sell, and if you pop out your mailbox in an instance, well, if you're doing a large raid and now you're stuck with full bags and, and your gear has gone, you know, to, to red or yellow, you, you know, <laughs> pop both those things, now I can mail my alt, some of my, you know, my, my loot that I've gotten, I can make repairs, I can make sales if I need to, and now I'm good to go back in the instance just like I was without ever having to leave and do anything. Exactly, exactly. It's just, it's a huge time saver. 
See, Very worth it, Matt. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's awesome to me. All right, let's go to the second email here. This is from Callstar. And what he wants to know is, how do you find decent people to pug with? And, you know, that, that's one of those tough questions. Uh, really, it's one of those things that you end up doing over and over and over again until you find people that you, you get along with. And the best thing to do there is add them to your friends list. And people who you don't get along with, you just you don't add them. You know, it's just something that's trial and error. Once you build up a good rapport with a number of people who are leveling at your same pace, though, then your pugs become very easy because all your groups are you're right there, you're friends with them. Nothing's better than getting in uh, with a group that you've you've had, you know, pick up groups with other people in that group with, and they can vouch for you, you can vouch for them. You get to know their play style, and they get to know your play style. Uh, equally the same thing, if you get in a group with nobody knows you, and it's not working, bow out, you know, hey, I gotta go, this isn't, you know, isn't for me, it isn't really working out, um, and, and you know, you, you take your losses on that one. But the biggest thing is just keep on trying to find people. When you're in a group, have fun with them, joke with them, you know, make, you know, do a good job as whatever you're, you're doing as far as your class and, and race are concerned, but have fun with them and let them know. And then at the end of that, add them to your friends list and always, you know, chat with them, even if you're not in a group with them, just send them a message when they come online and see how they're doing everything else. Just build up a rapport with them. Then pugging becomes very easy to do. Have you used the looking for group channel? Absolutely. I always do that whenever I'm on a quest. Um, as a warlock, I'm a little clothy, and there are times when questing is just difficult for me to do as a single person. Or if I get into a group quest where I actually need a group to finish that quest, I jump in the LFG channel and I'll look for you know, a group to pick up and run and finish that quest. When I'm doing that, if there's somebody there who I get along with really well, Hey, I tell them, I'm adding you to my friends list. Let me know when you're online. Find out when they play. Find out, hey, are you morning guy? Are you afternoon? When do you normally play? When are you normally on? That way you can say, you know what? This guy's going to be on this time. Let me get online. There he is. I can pick up my quest. What's he doing now? Okay, he's doing that. Perfect. We can go do those quests together. So it really helps with your pugging once you get to know people. Okay. So you kind of turn your pugs into regular groups. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. Um, well, did we want to go on the next one? Sure, go for it. Okay, this one is from Dorothy, and she wants to know what the etiquette is on need before greed. Oh, good and, question. And you know, we've all been there in instances when, you know, you're rolling and someone needs on something, you're not quite sure. Maybe you want it, but you're not quite sure if you should hit the need button. Um, and really, people have all different opinions on this. Sometimes people will need when it's something they can use for their alt. Um, sometimes they'll need on things when they can use it for their character, but not for the spec that they're on currently. And, um, I've even been in groups with enchanters who will need on everything because they can enchant it. Have you been in situations like that before? I have, you know, and I've also been on the other side of that where I accidentally needed something and then, you know, felt the wrath of the entire group uh, for accidentally clicking need because I wasn't paying enough attention to what was going on. But I've been there where people will absolutely need, need, need. And it's like, you know what, why bother to need everything? You know, look at what's going on with the group. Look at what's going on with, with what you're doing, with what your character is doing. And, you know, I think for me, I ask, you know, is it okay? I was in a group. In fact, it was our guild. I was running. We were running through, uh, through Nax, and there was a, a a piece that dropped. I'm like, can I need it? Is it okay? Absolutely, need it. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always ask first. But yeah, I cannot stand people who just need, 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 because that really takes, you know, it's to me, it's it's you know, if you're gonna need, ask. You know, if you need it, great, need it. If you don't, 
then if it's more of a want than a need, and that's the biggest question, do you want to disenchant that or do you need to disenchant that? Um, exactly. Especially for the for you know people doing that, or do you want to sell that or do you need to sell that? Whatever it is. So yeah, it's I've always not liked the need greed. I know they do it because it rhymes, but I always thought it should be want and need to have it. You know. Right. Exactly. Um, and that really is the biggest thing is if it's if it's something that you can't equip right away or if it's not something that you're going to put on for the rest of the instance, you should always ask your group members if you should need it, if you can need on it first. And it really makes a difference when you come to the boss and the items are buying a pickup because you can't undo that. You know, if you um, if you need on something, people kind of complain about it, or regular drops, you know, you can always just reroll and get the person who wins. Um, but at end of heroics, typically everyone needs on frozen orbs, and highest roll gets it. Right, and one of the things that I typically recommend is if you're doing an instance with a pickup group and you've not quested or not instanced with these people before, is to establish before you go out and make the single first kill, establish what you're going to do on your need versus greed. Talk to them, say, hey, how are we going to do this? Are we going to are we going to need before greed? Are we going to uh, ask before we do any needs? Uh, because I have found going into there, you may find somebody who is working on a particular talent or particular skill that they want to level up, and so they're going. They said they'll tell you, "I'm going to need on every cloth drop, or I'm going to need on whatever this drops, or whatever whatever can happen." Uh, they'll tell you they're going to need it. You also might find out that you're going into a group into an instance, rather, with somebody who is looking for something very particular off of a boss. And uh, I've run those myself, where you go in and you, you, the only reason you're there is to get a wand or a helm or something that's going to fall off one of the bosses. And you tell people, from the very get-go, if that drops, I'm going to need it. That's the only reason I am here. If everybody else, stay away from it. That's mine. Right, right. And, you know, make that very clear. And if, if they can't adhere to that little rule... Bow out. So you know what? I'll, I'll wait till the next group pops up because that's what I'm here for. I don't want to risk going through this whole instance and that come up and have somebody else need and me lose the role on that because somebody else needed on my object. Exactly. So really the biggest thing, and this goes true in life either, you know, communication is the key. You know, if it's people you haven't played with before, just make sure that everyone's on the same page. Um, and I think that's about it for email questions this week. That is it this week. Uh, and if you do want to send in your comments or questions, send it to contribute at hearthcast.com. And we will definitely use those in the podcast, and we'll actually post those up on our website as well. Uh, you can go check out our website at hearthcast.com. You can send our any kind of greeting, shout-outs, questions, anything you want. We'll get it on the next podcast, and we'll post the information up on our website as well. Please include... Your tune name, race, class, you know, your guild, anything else you want us to shout out about, go ahead and include all that for us. So I got a question for you, Freckleface. Yes. You're 80 now, right? That's correct. So how has the game changed? I'm there. I'm almost there. Anyhow, I'm 79. What happens in the game? So you hit 80, you know, there's no more XP bar. That's all gone. You're not out there to grind experience points anymore. So what do you mainly do now? Well... Honestly, what I do is I run heroics when there is a group to run heroics. Um, but other than that, I'm basically rep grinding. And it's always kind of, you're at a little bit of loss what to do. Because I, I found that when I hit 70 and when I hit 80, it's the same thing. It's You don't have that same sense of urgency. 
of trying to get to the next level because it's just not there anymore. You have to decide what your goals are next and what are you going to do to get there. So how has questing changed for you? Well, obviously you get a lot more money. You know, you get about maybe 13 gold per quest instead of, I don't know, maybe about six. Is that correct? Yeah, you get about six right now. Yeah, now I get about thirteen fifty per quest, which is awesome. So it's very easy to build up money that way. The other thing is, if if the quest doesn't give rep for a faction that I want, there's really no point in me doing it. Um, so I have to kind of strategize where I'm questing in that respect. Now, see, I'm thinking when I get 80, I'm heading over to some lobby area. I'm just going to gank horde all day long. So do you find yourself really wanting to hang out in any kind of lobby areas and just gank people? Not really. Um, it's such a far way to travel. <laughs> um, so that, And I'm not really too much of a ganker. I mean, I am a rogue, so there is kind of a satisfaction just kind of sneaking up on someone and ambushing them out of nowhere, and they're dead. But what I actually rather do is stealth around, sap them, you know, about three times, maybe unstealth and dance and point at them and laugh, and just keep them wondering, hey, am I going to get killed or not? <laughs> so I, you... I get a little more satisfaction out of that than actually ganking them. So you're just there for the scare factor. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <Isn't> intimidation. <laughs> That's great. Now, and what do you get? Huh? Well, go ahead. If they disrespect me, yeah, I'll kill them. Oh, so if they don't salute or bow or, or wave or smile or anything? you just... Yes. If they're rude to me, they're dead. Uh, <laughs> so, so rule of thumb here is don't be rude to rogues that pop up out of nowhere and sap you, right? Exactly. And you know what? My unarmed skill is very high, so I might just like punch you and you'll be dead. And that's even more humiliating. <laughs> that is humiliating. That is good. Now, what are you going to work on until the next expansion comes out? Um, I haven't really decided yet. I would like to arena because that was pretty fun. Um, when I was doing, I was seventy. I was pretty terrible at it. Uh, I didn't really have good gear, and it'd be nice to get some good gear up and actually be in a team that has a high rating. So you're gonna work on gear. You're not gonna gank anybody. You're gonna get a lot of money from your questing, and yes. build up a lot of rep from now on. Yes, and plus little fun things in the game. Like I still want a mammoth mount somehow. You know the chopper. I'm dying to have that. Absolutely. Yes. Plus so, little pets. Well, we, aren't you? Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be going for that. The uh, the the pet achievements and have as many pets as they can and as many mounts as they can and, and keep going for those. Yeah, some people are really down on the exp- on the achievements, and it can be fun and satisfying. But you have to remember the achievement points don't really get you anything. Um, but I do like going for the pets, just so I can have like a cute little pet just to pull out, you know. Achievements and titles. People are always talking about those. That's true. Well, titles are one thing, because that you can display. I mean, and half the game is not just about playing it by yourself. It's like, what do you have that you can show off? Whether it's title or mount or gear, it's half the game is showing off, feeling important. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and there's no other better way to show off right now than getting a WoW credit card. Now, I saw this online the other day, and we talked about this. What are some of the benefits that you see for getting a WoW credit card? Well, basically, you get free game time, and according to the website, when you sign up for a credit card, there's no annual fee. Your first purchase, you get a free month of game time, and basically every $1,500 that you spend on your credit card, you get a free month of playtime as well. Which may seem like a lot, but if you were going to spend that much anyway on your credit cards, um, you might as well get some benefits for it. Right, and that's what you and I were talking about. If you're going to spend the money anyhow, you get the benefit of 
allowing you to convert some of those points into actual game time. Now, if you're on a subscription basis, whether it be the month, the three month, the year, whatever it is, that doesn't matter because that game time is still going to be applied to that. So you're not going to renew your subscription until that free month has gone gone away. So you're already going to save, you know, fourteen, twelve, sixteen, whatever is dollars just by getting the credit card, and then every time you spend money on that by buying whatever you're going to buy, then you actually get more points and more time that that'll go towards World of Warcraft. So if it's something that you're doing, if you're going to spend a lot of money anyhow, if you're going to use credit cards anyhow, if you're going to play World of Warcraft anyhow, you might as well group those all together and take advantage of the fact that World of Warcraft credit card now gives you the ability to convert those points into free game time. Sounds like a no no brainer to me. Exactly, and what can be more fun than pulling out your Night Elf credit card to pay for your dinner date? You know, when you do that at a store, you you, you never know. The guy who or the person behind the counter may recognize the fact that you've got a World of Warcraft card, and you might find out that you have another World of Warcraft player right there in your local community. And how you how go. how Make good is that? So we also have some upcoming in-game events, and you're big into these big events. Can you go over yes, some I of am. the ones that are coming up for us? Well, April 8th, there is Noble Garden. It is a one-day event. Um, they basically place Easter eggs around the starting areas um, all throughout Azeroth. And I've seen in the auction house, I think it's an Easter dress. And I believe that comes from there. It's a, it's a very kind of obscure holiday. Um, and actually, so I've never even done it before. I've been playing for two or three years. And I've never, before they have a calendar... I didn't know it was coming up, but now I know it's April 8th. And then after that is Children's Week, which starts on May 1st, and there's actually a title associated with that. So there will be lots of people probably grouping up to do the achievements that are required for that. All right, and we also have the arena tournaments coming on now, don't we? Yes, we do. The registration is open. Um, have you have you done the arena tournament before? I have not ever done one. I've never done it either. It sounds very interesting, though. You pay $20. You get a fully customizable level 80 character. So you get to, like, put all the epics that you want on it. You know, you don't have to rep grind for the gear or whatever. You just, like, pay the 20 bucks and you get to make the character exactly how you want it. And then at the end of the tournament, they have some pretty high sums for the cash prizes. Um, it would just... I think it'd be very interesting just to see how that would function and see what, how you would play against people when the gear isn't a factor, when it's just skill versus skill. Although I'm not sure how the Death Knight is going to affect that. What would you yeah, think? that'd be real interesting because a lot of people still don't know how to how to fight against Death Knight. It's still t- still a new t- a new character, new tune, new class, and it's something that's still. You know, Blizzard is still trying to iron out whether or not it's too overpowered. Are they going to nerf anything? Are they going to give it better benefits? And there's still people around that won't, you know, go into PvP versus the Death Knight simply because they feel that the Death Knights are too overpowered. The problem with that is people never learn how to fight effectively against the Death Knight, which means if people go into this arena tournament with a 80 epic geared Death Knight, other people who are, are going in there with their 80, like if I'd go in, I'd, I'd, I'd probably choose a Warlock because I'm familiar with how the Warlocks work. Sure. I'm just going to be ill-equipped to fight against an 80 epic Death Knight because I don't normally fight against them. So it's not going to be that I'm ill-equipped as a tune. It's just my, I'm not going to know what style to, to put up against them. So something that I may do normally against a Hunter or, or a Rogue or anything else may not be as effective against a Death Knight. So I might be at a loss. So it would not surprise me to find a Death Knight as the winner in this year's arena. 
Well, that would definitely be interesting to watch that and see what the opinions are of people who do enter that tournament. We'll definitely keep an eye on that. Now, yes. many of you may not know that Freckleface has her degree in English literature. One of the things that happens day in and day out in the game of World of Warcraft is people cannot pronounce things correctly. There are so many varying opinions on how to pronounce particular words uh, that it's you could, we could have an entire podcast devoted to that. But what we're going to do is talk about it every time we have a podcast. We're going to bring up a word and figure out exactly how to pronounce that particular word. One of the early ones going on was, is it a hearth? Is it a hearth? Is it a hearth? We all know that it's at a hearth because of the mm-hmm. fireplace. Now, yes. what about this? Is it Scrudge, Scrooge, Scour, Scourge? What are they? I mean, you are our expert in English literature, so what are we fighting against here? S-C-O-U-R-G-E. Now, that is actually not a new word, unlike some other names in the game. And the word means to inflict pain. So you can actually just go online to any dictionary, um, look it up, and listen to, to listen to the pronunciation, which will be scourge. And if you'd like to hear that in game, if you make an undead character, if you listen to the intro, they will pronounce it scourge. So that's actually we are fighting against the scourge. It's not the scourge or the scrudge or scour or scrooge. It's just scourge. Just scourge. That's correct. Perfect. I like that. And tune in every Tuesday, and you will figure out exactly how to pronounce the things inside the World of Warcraft from Freckleface with her English literature degree. Nobody else can ever make that claim. Only us here at hearthcast.com. Now I'm going to give you some information on how to make some gold in-game. Uh, this week I'm going to tell you about how to look for a good deal in trade. I'm always going to preface this stuff by telling everybody to go out and get the auctioneer add-on. And we're going to talk about add-ons a little later on, but go out, pick up the auctioneer add-on, and you're going to want to to scan the auction house on a daily basis. It should be routine. Get up in the morning, scan it. It's going to take 10, 15, 20 minutes, depending on the server you're on. Hit your scan button. It's got some advanced features in auctioneer to say, look, when you're done, log out. When you're done, Shut down. So you can actually shut down outside, you know, shut down World of Warcraft when you're done or just log out of that character when you're done. Get it, scan it, go about your morning routine. When you come back, your scan will be done. You want to do this on a daily basis so you can start figuring out what the patterns are, what an average six-day, seven-day, weekday uh, price is for the particular items that you're dealing with that you see in trade. Now, here's the thing. When you look at somebody auctioning or trying to sell something, rather, in trade, they'll link it. If they don't link it, ask them to link it. And your auctioneer add-on is going to tell you what the price is for that particular item. That's will tell you what your average daily price is, weekly price is, and you'll know whether or not based on your auction house, if it is a good deal based on the auction house settings or not. The other thing that you want to do is you always want to look for people who are going to tell you, hey, I've got this item, I want to sell it cheaper than the auction house. Verify yeah, did, didn't that. that happen to you, Ruth? <laughs> yes, it did. This happened uh, just this last week where a guy was trying to sell uh, Borean or uh, leather. Borean, I believe. See? We're going to talk about that next week. How to pronounce it. Is it Borean? No, I'm kidding. So, anyhow, <laughs> this guy is trying to sell this leather. And he says, I want to sell it. It's a stack of 20, and he wanted 200 some odd gold for it. And I'm like, this guy's out of his mind. There's no way this thing is his price. And he goes, oh, no, this is, I'm selling it cheaper than it is in the auction house. Now, my little bank tune is sitting over there in Ironforge. I automatically run over to the auction house and I check. Sure enough, there's somebody who's selling 
a stack of 20 of the leather for like 150 gold, which is still astronomical. One of the cool things about auctioneers, it'll also tell you on the right-hand side how much overpriced it is based on the average that it has seen. This was at, this was overpriced by, or actually on the auction house, it was 200, 300 gold. This guy was trying to sell it for 150. I reversed it. Anyhow, the uh, auctioneer is telling me it's 286% overpriced in the auction house. So my first thought is, holy cow, you know, this whoever's trying to sell this thing in the auction house is really out of their mind thinking they're going to get 286% over market value. And this guy in Trade Channel is out of his mind thinking he's going to get like 150% over, over market value. And then it dawned on me that it's the same guy. So what this guy had done is gone into the auction house, thrown up an auction for 286% over price. In other words, he just jacked up the price on his auction on a stack of 20 of the leather and then went into trade and started spamming the fact that he was going to sell something for less than what it, hap- what it was being sold for in the auction house. Was he telling the truth? Yes. Was it a scam? Absolutely was a scam. Because now people are going to look at the auction house and say, you know what, this guy is selling it for less, I'll buy it off of him, while they're still paying an exorbitant amount of money for that particular item. Um, so you always want to look at what the current value is, what the dailies, what the weeklies are, and know if somebody's trying to sell something that is overpriced, From even if they say, hey, it's less than the auction house. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a good deal. Because if you go to the auction house and it's the same guy selling it for 300% more than it's supposed to be sold for, all he's trying to do is scam somebody who's not looking close enough at names. Right. And, you know, here at HearthCast.com, you know, we're going to give you good gold-making tips. Um, but scamming is, all, scamming is always frowned upon just because it only takes one person to, you know, expose you as what you are, and then all your credibility is destroyed. Absolutely, which is what I did to this guy. I quickly announced in Trade Channel that this is what this guy was doing. Uh, moments after I did that, his auction was gone, and he was offline. So I'm sure he just, you know, closed down shop, said, all right, I've been caught, I've been had, I might as well take my losses, cancel my auction, and and, and log out. So it was, uh, you know, of course he got, everybody laughed at him, and, you know, and that's something we just, you remember that person. You know, this you is the guy that, that tried to scam me, and the next time you see that person anywhere, whether it be, you know, running around uh, by the auction house, or, or, or even worse, if you happen to group up with a guy later on, you'll remember that person tried to run a scam. Or you see their name in the auction house next to what they're selling. You're not going to buy what they're selling. No, you won't. You won't do it. And all you have to do there is just get on the trade channel and say, hey, this guy's a scammer. And then, you know, just like you said, it completely ruins a person's reputation. Right. Now, Ruth, you were talking about a mod called Auctioneer, which is a very great mod. Um, And we are going to introduce one of our favorite mods every week. But before we do that, we want to talk about a program called Wow Matrix. And you showed me this, so you had me download this. And what it, what it is, when you launch Wow Matrix, it gives you a list of all the add-ons that you have installed. And then we'll perform a scan. And if there are any new versions of the add-ons that you have that you can update it, it'll put them in bold. Then you have the option to just go through and just update them all, or you can update them individually, which really saves a lot of time, you know, tracking down the website that you got it from or trying to figure out you know, watching it when it's going to be updated. And then after the, after some scanning, you can actually tab over. You can search for new mods. You know, just do a keyword, and it'll, it'll bring up some stuff on what you want to do. And you can just install as easy as a click without having to go through the pop-up of a download and whatnot. And you can also manage 
your installed add-ons by if you have any that you're when you get out of your computer you can just go through the list and just uninstall it and it does it for you very easily and very cleanly um, and you're a big fan of that too right Root? I am that was one of the the best add-ons or it's not even an add-on it's the best program I've ever used in conjunction with World of Warcraft uh, I'm, you know, I like a lot of add-ons. Like you said, we're gonna be talking about the ones we use, or favorite ones we use every week here. But I'm not a fan of trying to figure out where to go to, to keep them updated because I hate logging in, and you, suddenly you go, wait a minute, where, where's my whatever add-on? And then you look, and it's been disabled because it's out of date. You go, exactly. Well, gee whiz, you know, I hate that because I get very dependent on the add-ons that I've installed that I want to use. With WoW Matrix, all I do. Every Tuesday, just a great day to do it, I launch WoW Matrix and I go update all. And it goes through to make sure that I have the latest updates of all of the applications or the add-ons that I use. Now, some people will actually go down and pick and choose because they have favorite versions of what particular add-ons they have. Me, you know, I, I'm i just one, give me the latest and greatest, whatever you got, I'll take it, I'll figure out how to use it later on. I don't think I've ever rolled back on something yet. Um, the other thing I really like about it, you've already mentioned it, is I can uninstall these app, the, the add-ons that I no longer use. Because there's a lot of times when I want to try something, you know, it didn't really work the way I wanted it to work. Now, I don't have to figure out what do I need to uninstall, where's the file, where did I put it, where did it go. I just simply highlight it, click one button, uninstall. The simplicity that WoW Matrix does and gives you, it's, the amount of time you save is incredible. You get it by going to www.wowmatrix.com. Download it, whether or not it's a Mac, an Apple, if you're running it, uh, if you're running well uh, via Wine and Linux, there's even a Linux client for it. It handles everything for you as far as your add-ons, you know, keeping them up to date is concerned. Yeah, it is great. So, that is another thing you can do on Tuesdays when it's patch day, in addition to visiting hearthcast.com for our Tuesday uh, weekly podcast. Absolutely. And hey, you know, we want to thank everybody for listening to hearthcast.com this week. Please tell your friends, your guildmates, anybody you can about this particular podcast. We podcast the full podcast every Tuesday. We have many podcasts that we call Give Me a Minute every day, sometimes multiple times a day. Anytime there's something going on or we, we see something or we do something, we brag about it. We let people know what's going on with our lives inside the world of Warcraft. And all those available anytime. There's no set schedule for those on HearthCast.com. If you want to be part of the show... Just send us an email to contribute at hearthcast.com. If there's something you'd like to discuss or us to discuss in depth, more information about something, an event, an item, anything at all, just let us know. Also, if you'd like to be part of the show, you can also send us an email to contribute at hearthcast.com. We will call you up via Skype, and we will get you in on the conversation and in on the podcast. So what's up for next week? What are we doing next week, Freckleface? Macros. Macros. I'm so lost on macros, and you seem to know everything. Well, my background as a programmer, one of the first things I started doing was trying to figure out how fast I could program inside the World of Warcraft. And World of Warcraft has, does have an extensive macroing language, which allows you to program several things. Uh, my my tune, my warlock, is heavily macroed. I could not play my warlock without many of the macros that I've got. So we will go in depth uh, to some of the macros that we can use in-game next Tuesday. Awesome. And don't forget, you know, you can find us on iTunes. You just want to search for hearthcast.com or click on the iTunes button at hearthcast.com. 
right now that'll, that'll get our podcast into your iPhone or your whatever MP3 player you want, might be using, and you can take us with you wherever you go. So for it's me, Root, signing off here today, and my co-host Freckleface might say something. <laughs> signing off. We'll see you guys next week here at hearthcast.com.